Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you are God of mercy. Thank you that you watch over us. Thank you that your mercies are new every day. Every morning when we arise, God, your mercy is new. We step into new mercies every single day, God. I thank you that you pour your mercy out upon us. Pour your mercy out upon America right now, God. Pour your mercy out upon America, God. We are asking you to have mercy upon this nation, O oh God. Have mercy upon this nation, O oh God. Have mercy, God, as the body of Christ arises, O oh God, and wakes up to you and what you want for this nation, God. Have mercy upon us, Lord. Have mercy, God. We thank you. We thank you for the words that you have spoken, Lord. Thank you, God. We hang on to every word that you have spoken, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for it, God. Thank you that our dawn is arising, God. Our dawn is arising. Our dawn is arising. Our dawn is arising. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you. I told them at prayer that I can't, I can't go on what everybody else says. I can only go on what God said to me. And he said to me early about, I don't know, it's two weeks ago, in, the, in my camper, my little prayer palace, and I'm praying for this nation because we are in perilous, it's perilous. It's very, we're in some, it's mess. It's a mess. And if the enemy has his way, it's going to get darker and darker. And we know that that's coming. We know that's coming. But as I was praying, I kept feeling impressed to read Psalms 46. So let's turn to Psalms 46. This is not the message. This is an appetizer. Thank you, Jesus. Psalms 46. We'll start with verse 1. Hallelujah. He says, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. Are we in trouble? Well, God is our help, and he's our strength, and he's our refuge. Therefore, we will not fear, even though, even though the earth be removed. And though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God. There is a river. There is hope. Woo, thank you, Jesus. The holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. This scripture right here is when the, this is what God spoke to me. 
God is in the midst of her. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. That's what he spoke to me. God is going to help us just at the break of dawn. But we're not going to stop there. The nations rage. <laughs> Ain't they, though? The kingdoms were moved. That's a key right there. The kingdoms will be moved. The only kingdom that will stand is the kingdom of God. That's the only one. And that's the only one we put our hope in. We don't put our hope in anything else but him. He utters his voice and the earth melted. <laughs> the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah, that means think on that for a minute. Think on that for just a minute. The Lord of hosts is with us. What do we find out? The Lord of hosts, that's the angel armies. That's a number no, no man can number. He says, come, behold the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow, bow and he cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariots in fire. Be still and know that I am God. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Thank you, Lord God, that you are with us. You are our refuge and you are our hope. And we put our trust in you. And he says in the book of Psalms that he's, if we put our trust in him, we're never brought to shame. Never. And I was telling him a couple of weeks ago, I was, well, this was a couple of months ago, I was praying. You know, we've been in dire straits for a long time. Yes, yes. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you that you are in control of our lives, God. We thank you, Father. We just lift up Apostle to you right now, God. We thank you, Lord, that you will speak through her this morning, God, that you have a ready word in her mouth, God, that her words are seasoned with salt, Father. We thank you for the fire of God being up on her. We thank you, Father, that you have your way in that house, oh God, and that you do what you want to do among the people, God. We thank you for it. Thank you, God, for the anointing of Holy Ghost being upon her. Thank you for that, Jesus. Have your way, God. Have your way. We give you praise for it, Lord. She asked me if I would teach on identity. Um, and how many of us know that we have some identity issues? Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 1. If you will take the book of Ephesians and read it, and then read it again, and then read it again, and pray and read it again, you will find out who you are. It tells us in the first three chapters who we are, and then it tells us in the other ones what we need to do. 
And the, to me, the book of Ephesians is, is a whole Bible all in itself. But I was praying, and I can see, I, I mean, I can see, you know, that um, with the times that we're living in, I mean, who, who, knows what's, who knows what's fixing to happen, really? And if we don't know who we are, we're going to be overtaken. Please just mark that word down right there. If I don't, if I am not rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ, I will be overtaken. I will be fooled. I will be duped. I will be overtaken. So it's vital. It's vitally important. Just what Pastor Robert said, if I don't eat this, we can have all the feelings we can stand, but that feeling is not going to carry me through. I'm sorry. I love feeling the Holy Ghost. I love to have goosebumps all over me. I love it. I love being drunk and rolling in the... I love to laugh in the whole... I love it. But that's not going to carry you through. And so often we get a little too carried into that direction. And we leave this behind. And whenever you don't have a grounding, a foundation in this, you can very easily be deceived in that. So, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to come against some of those feelings today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Because me... Being a pastor, being someone who stands before God's people and teaches God's people, I have to tell you all of it. I can't tell you what makes you feel good. I can't tell you. There is a huge thing in the body of Christ today, and Apostle hit it Thursday night when she said, you know, about prophesying me a Bentley. That we're looking for that kind of thing all the time because that feels good to me. It, it excites me and it makes me, ah, you know, yeah, there is a God. But when that Bentley don't come, what are we going to do? Or when someone tells me, I see you are a prophetess of the Most High God. Well, that feels really good to me. But if you don't know the word... You're going to be prophesying wrong because you might be a prophetess. But if you don't know the word of God, you're going to be spewing out some stuff that's not right. And a lot of times we'll prophesy out of my mind, and we're going to answer for that. Woo, okay. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. We're talking about identity today, and I reckon that can be the title. Identity, or who the heck am I? <laughs> yeah, the title is who the heck am I, Rhonda? Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians 1, verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every." spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation, my goodness, of the world. What the world? That we would be holy and without blame, before him in love. He gave us every spiritual blessing. That's not mystic. These are blessings that come from the Spirit. 
Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and you'll see, if you will read the book of Ephesians, you will see that, that Paul is talking about how the life in Christ infuses us with Christ. So many of us have an identity crisis. And I'm just going to say that the identity crisis is that we are worried too much about who I am and what I look like and why you don't I'm, me. Oops. Y'all thought this was going to feel good. Hmm. Our identity is him. And we're going to find that out, okay? That our identity is him. See, the God of our father, the God, the father, let me just read it because I'm messing it up. He says, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the one who said, light be. And light never stopped being. Light's still being today. Do y'all know he said light be and he, had, he didn't create the sun for four more days? So what's that light? Woo! The one whose word all of creation hangs on. That is your father. There's your identity. I just like that. But we'll see that we have to be in Christ for any of this to matter, for any of it to work. We have to be in Christ. And he says that a whole bunch of times in the book of Ephesians. In Christ. Hmm. According. (laughs) Well. He says in verse 4, Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Do y'all know that before he ever said like be, when, when Holy Spirit was hovering over the deep, was, it was nothing. It was just water. It was nothing. And the Holy Ghost was hovering over that. You were in the heart of God. Before he ever created the world, you were in him. And he said, I got to create something so that You can come and choose me, and I can live through you, and we can have fellowship with each other. Because he he already had a bunch of angels. He had all that. He had those, you read the Bible, you're going to see there's some weird stuff up in there. Some weird stuff. I mean, them beasts got four heads. And eyes everywhere. I mean, there's some stuff. His throne is a wheel and a wheel and a wheel and a wheel, and there's eyes all over that wheel. I mean, you know, it's, excuse me, UFO. But that God created all of this for you so that you could come and choose him and have relationship with him and he could show himself strong through you. Ha! I don't know. That's too exciting to me. We just got to get a revelation. I think we first need a revelation of who he is. And when we get a revelation of who he is, we'll get one of who we are. Come on. And I think the way to revival, I'm just going to skip about four or five pages. I think the way to revival is for you to know who he is. And for you to know who you are. And then you release heaven. That's revival. That is also reformation, which is exactly what we need. 
Reformation is when we rise up and go, oh, no. You ain't doing this no more because I know you under my feet. See, we don't know he's under our feet. That's why, that's why we have the problems that we have. If you have, okay, 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 okay. Woo, I feel shakaba. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's skip over here to chapter 2, verse 10. Come on, Jesus. Show us who you are, God. Show us who we are. Hallelujah. He says in verse 10, What the world? For we are his workmanship. You are his workmanship. You know, in Psalms 139, he talks about how you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And he's like, I formed you in your mother's womb. I knit you together. You ain't, that don't happen by accident. What your mama daddy did, God still formed you. He still formed you. No matter what your mom and daddy did, no matter if they was in sin or they did it right, it don't matter. If you hear, God formed you. In her womb, he knitted you together, and he designed you. Um, uh, Benny said something in school the other day. We were talking about man, you know, and, and he said that, you know, if you look at creation, God spoke. He spoke, and he spoke, and he spoke. And we don't really pay attention to the things that we speak. But God took man and formed him. He formed man. That's a whole different thing. He took the time, put all those intricate things together. I mean, your eyeball, my goodness, your eyeball is a scientific wonder. Your eyeball. The, 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 the veins, the way the veins go in your body, your heart. I mean, my goodness, how it, it takes more faith to believe that this happened by bam. I mean, come on. The devil is such, he's a good liar. He's a real good liar. And he makes you think that you're not worth anything and you're not any good and ain't nobody going to like you. When God took great time and detail and pleasure in forming you. Hallelujah. We are his workmanship. Created by him. <laughs> made new spiritually by him. I am made new spiritually by him. We're talking about all these dimensions that we live in, <laughs> and y'all just thought it was three. There are really smart people, much smarter than me, who when they start talking, my, my, my eyes kind of go, you know, it's like, ooh, because they're way smarter than me. But some of them say we live in like a ten-dimension world. Even knows, my goodness, because I believe that the spirit realm is right here. It's right here. But we live right here. And we really got to get out of right here. Because this thing messes you up. It messes you up. That's why. <laughs> she agrees. <laughs> When you look at the word of God, that's why he tells us in Romans 12 that we have to renew. We have to renew this. Because this ain't, ain't it's getting saved. The spirit man done got saved. But this right here is getting saved. And it is, excuse me, hell trying to get it saved. Because we live in our feelings. We live in our emotions. We live in, in circumstances that I see. That's where we live. 
and we got to get out of there. Oh, God, to know that there's more <laughs> than just what's going on in me. Hallelujah. But we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. He created us for good works. We're supposed to be showing forth his glory. We show, we're supposed to be doing what he is telling us to do. Amen? And we were prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. What? Good works. We're supposed to be walking in good works. He fixed everything. See, what that means is he fixed everything before anything so that I could walk in good works. And we're waiting for God to do something. Do something, God. Fix me, God. If you just fix that man I live with, I could be right. If you just fix that woman, God, it'd all be good. No. He already did everything he needs to do for us to walk like we're supposed to walk. Let's turn to 2 Peter 1. 2 Peter 1. We'll start with the top. Because I heard, uh, I think it was um, Womack, Andrew Womack, who said, um, if you take the scripture out of context, if you take the text out of context, what you have is con. You have a con. And a lot of times we take scripture out of context to make it fit and work my little situation or what I'm wanting, and we got a con job going on in the body of Christ. Ooh, Jesus, that ain't in my notes. Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ. To those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Let's look at some of that. We have already <laughs> obtained this. Holy smoke. Let me get my stuff right here. Whenever you look at that word obtained, that means that I have received by a divine allotment. I received this by a divine giving. I obtained it out of nothing of myself. He gave it to me. I have obtained it. What have I obtained? Faith. I've obtained faith. And this is, it's from him. It's his. It's a, it's a, that assuredness. It is like that knowing. We teach it all the time around here. You can know in your knower. You can have a knowing. And that's what that faith is. That I know, right here, I know, I know. He says, to those who have obtained this like precious faith, with, with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of our, G, our Jesus, our Lord. Now it says here, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through 
what? Knowledge. So all of this comes through knowledge. So I don't have an anger problem. I have a knowledge problem. I don't have a depression problem. I have a knowledge problem. I don't have a sexual problem. I have a knowledge problem. I don't have an addiction problem. I have a knowledge problem. I don't know who I am. I don't know who he is. Come on. Todd White says it all the time. People act the way they act because they don't know who they are. They just don't know who they are. If we know who we are, we don't have an offense problem. I have a knowledge problem. So I think I need to get some knowledge. Because he says in all you're getting, get an understanding, right? So I, I need to start getting some knowledge. And I'm going to say, first of all, who he is. Get that knowledge, that understanding of who he is. And I'm sorry, that does not come by the laying on of hands. It does not. You can, you can have hands laid on you and fly back. I mean, power of God hits you. And fly back three or four pews and lay in there and lay out for six hours. And get up and still not know who you are. This knowledge he's talking about, the word is epinosis. Epinosis. And that word is an intimate, personal relationship. So I'm just going to say, even if I sit here and go, um, as his divine power has given to us all things every time. They ain't doing nothing either. But if I don't do that, I'm not going to get anything else. So it's kind of like, you know, I got to have it. I got to have that word going over and over and over in me. So the key to what we do is we read the word and we pray. And we read the word and we speak it. And we read the word and we mutter it. And we read the word and we pray. And we pray the word. You see what I'm saying? He says in Joshua, don't let this word depart from your mouth. Because in it is where you're going to find yourself successful in everything you do. So I have to put the word of God in my mouth. But I have to go before him and I have to say, you know, God, your word says that you've given me all things that pertain to life and godliness. But I don't really get that, God, because I feel like this. And he's going to say, well, we're going to deal with that feel. Because that feel ain't right. Ain't real. Okay, there you go. That feel ain't real. This right here is what is real. This is real. And when he says you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you see that word in. I'm not righteous in myself. There ain't nothing good in me. I guarantee you I know what I think. I know my heart, and it's deceitfully wicked above all things. And yes, I stand up here and preach to you. And I have to all the time say, God, I don't want to think like that. I don't want to think that way, God. See, I can't do very much about the thought that comes through my head, but I can do a whole lot about the thought I ponder on. And there is a, a scripture that says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. And he says to guard your heart. Because out of it, the issues of life flow. And so I have to get 
to the place where my heart is more like him than it is the father I used to have. See, I used to have the father of lies. He used to be my daddy. Yeah, he was. And he was yours too. And that sweet little angel that you love that's, you know, just a year old. That's their father. My, my angels don't do much wrong. But I know who their father is. And see, while he was my father, he did all kind of stuff. And he told me all kind of stuff. He did. He lied to me. And I believed him. I mean, my daddy rejects me. My mama left me. My boyfriend don't want me. You know what I'm saying to you? Uh, the people who are supposed to protect me end up abusing me. Come on. So out of all that, the devil is lying to me about who I am. I'm looking at people who are supposed to um, protect me and train me up in the ways of God and, and, and be an example of who God is. And the devil done beat them down and tore them up too. They don't know nothing. They're living out of their emotions. They're living out of their feelings. So we're raising up a bunch of folks in their feelings. Because feelings is what we got. But he said that when I get in Christ, oh, let's go there. Let's go there. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. That little word, that little two-letter word is in there again. He said, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Well, I don't feel like nothing's new. Well, you, wait, you do. You feel, when you get born again, you feel like things are new for a week or two. And then you come back down to real life. And you think, oh my God, I didn't get saved. Because all of a sudden that euphoria, that, that's gone. That's why, see, you can't be going by feelings. We can't be looking at that because you did get saved. You had an experience with God Almighty. Jesus Christ stepped, oh my God, into this body right here. And bam, my spirit man come alive. And it's like, whoa, that's why the, the trees are greener and the grass is greener and the air is cleaner. And that's why all that's happened because all of a sudden the real Barbara, Took a breath. <laughs> I was born again. Hallelujah. And it's like my eyes come open to the wonders of creation and you, God. And then, bam, something hit me. And I think that that one real. This offense is real. This mad's real. That's what's real. So I go back into that. When that thing is dead. See, we are a three-part being. We are a spirit with a soul that lives in a body. And we're real familiar with our body and with our soul. We know it. We know the body and the soul, right? How many of y'all know your body? And your soul. I'm real intimate with it. I pamper it. I give it what it wants. If my body or my soul goes, I give it what it wants. Here, have an Oreo. Quit crying. I need a little attention. 
come on, y'all, that's, that's the soulish realm. And we are very, very, very intimate with it. But how many of us know our spirit? How many of us know our spirit? See, my spirit was dead for 30 years. My spirit was dead. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> the Holy Ghost was wooing me, and he was working on me, and he was moving things, and, and he was going, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And I answered that call. And when I did, when I said, Jesus, I see, God, I see that I'm a sinner, God. Please forgive me. Come in and live inside of me. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. All of a sudden, life came. Life came into me. My spirit man came alive, and that is the real me. My spirit came alive. Your spirit is complete. I'm going to say it again. Your spirit is complete. You have everything you need in your spirit. You have every answer that you're looking for is in your spirit. Come on, y'all. Every single need the answer is in your spirit. And I'm talking about John 1.16 says that we have the fullness of him. I ain't got a little bit of Jesus. I ain't got three quarters Holy Ghost. I have the fullness of him. And we always, y'all, I'm sorry, but I'm, I mean, I'm one of you. Come on. We always at the altar going, I need more, Lord. <laughs> I need some more, God. You got to do something. <laughs> when every single thing I need is already in here. Come on, y'all. Everything that I need is here. My spirit went at salvation. I didn't even have to grow into it. At salvation, I was complete. Bam. That's what you felt. <laughs> you felt the life of God Almighty come into you. Whew. That's who you are. That's who you are. But that devil lies to us and tells us that life is about this. <laughs> and I'm just going to give you a heads up. The more we get into our identity, the more you're going to find out it ain't got nothing to do with you. Spoiler, ain't got nothing to do with you. It ain't about you. You got to get over you. You are dead. Come on, you're dead. My spirit was with God before the foundation of the world. My spirit was in communion with God before the foundation of the world. <laughs> My spirit, I'm just going to say this, my spirit talked to God and said, yes, God, I want to be in the world in Crossed Arkansas in 2021 when all hell's breaking loose. I want to be there, God. I want to be there because I'm going to let you come through me and I'm going to let you say what you want to say through me and I'm going to let you do what you want to do through me and I'm going to let you bring this thing to a close through me. That You agreed to that. I wouldn't drop the mic if it wouldn't break. You agreed to it. And then we get in here to the world, and we're like, we forget God. We forget all about him. We forget about them conversations we had when we were in heaven. We forget that. And now all of a sudden, everything's about me. Everything's about how I feel and how you do me. You know you ain't right. How you treat me and how you looked at me and how you didn't speak to me. Come on, it's me, 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 me. Oh, Lord, standing in the need of prayer. And when we get that revelation, things will change. 
Things will start getting a little better for us when we start realizing that when I got saved, behold, all things became new. The old has passed away. That means it died. The old died. We need to bury it. But I told them at prayer the other day that I have laid hands on the dead 159,000 times, and they rose back, and it's me. I have raised the dead a bunch of times. So, come on. Y'all know any dead raisers? Uh-huh, me. It's just true. We take the mask off around here. I try to keep my flesh alive. When that joker's supposed to be dead. Dead, dead, dead. He says I was crucified with Christ. Yet, I'm, yet I'm alive. But it's not me that lives. It's Christ that lives in me. That's where we got to get till it's Christ that's living in me. It's not Barbara anymore. It's Christ that lives in me. Ah. And when we can get there, I'm telling you stuff going to change in your life. You're going to see stuff fall off of you that you didn't think you could ever get free from. It's just going to fall away because he ain't created me to live in no bondage. He created me to live an abundant life, free and flowing with the Holy Ghost and the power of God. He spoke to me two months ago and said, you will go out in a blaze of glory. We going out in a blaze of glory. While the earth around us is going to hell. While it's darker and darker and the enemy gets louder and louder. We, the remnant that does not fall away. Come on. Because when he's talking about those end times, he's talking to his church. He ain't talking to lost people. He's talking to those born again. Those whose spirit man come alive to God. He's saying... In the last days, a bunch of you are going to fall away. You're going to start listening to doctrines of devils, and you're going to believe it. You know why? You don't read this. You take what everybody says for the Word of God. You don't know what's in it. I have decided to become like Chuck Missler, and he says before he teaches anything, look at, Acts 17, 11. Before you take any notes that I teach you, you put Acts 17, 11 at the top of the page. And what that basically says is, don't believe anything I tell you. You should not believe everything people tell you. I don't care who it is. You are supposed to take this word and see if what they're teaching you is truth. I don't care. I like this man right here. And I trust him. I know he hears God. I know he lays on his face before God. But I'm taking what he says. And I'm going to the word with it. I'm not taking it just because he said it. I'm going to the word. And if it don't line up... I ain't taking it in. If it lines up, I'm going to chew every bit of it and swallow it whole. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to do that with everyone. But the reason we just take it is because we don't want to put the time in. We don't want to put the time in. See, for you to know who you are, you're going to have to put time in. You're going to have to sit down with the Word. And you're going to have to read it. And you are going to have to speak it. And you are going to have to pray. You are. I can't do it for you. I can get up here and preach to you and, and, and tell you some scriptures that you may not have known about. You know, because thank God people do that for me. But I can't, I can't, I can't make you know who you are. I wish I could, because I'd make myself. 
Hallelujah. The old has passed away and all things are new. So, we live in that mind body thing. And the word, well, we can't, we don't know who we are. We don't live that way because we live, we're carnal. Tried to be nice, but we're just carnal. And if I can just say in the book of Revelation, there's a couple of carnal churches. And the last one, which is the one we live in, he says, I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth because you're all about you. I can't be on fire for God and be all about me. I do love y'all. <laughs> oh, yes, ma'am, Miss Lynetta, we forget that. It's my body, but it's his life. And I have to let him live it. I have to let him live it. If I don't, then, then I am not living to my fullness. I'm, I'm not living that abundant life. I'm telling you, when we get there to that place where I let him do whatever he wants, and I do not submit myself to the working of the enemy, to, he can, when I get to the place where he cannot offend me, where he cannot make me mad, where he cannot hurt my feelings, where he can't make me turn inward into myself, when I get there, oh, my word, are you kidding me? <laughs> That's a blaze of glory. Where, I can, where I'm walking fully, 100% by the Spirit of God, connected to this Spirit. And my spirit man is what takes over. Not my soul, not my body, but my spirit man. When we get there, y'all, we won't have any addictions. We won't have any problems. We won't have marriage problems. We won't, our kids won't be crazy. Thank you, Jesus. Romans 8, 11 talks about how the same spirit, if that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you, then he quickens your mortal body. And I don't have a sick problem. Come on. I don't have these issues. When my spirit man is allowed to come forth and live, led by the spirit of God. Because, see, he calls us all, he calls us the sons of God. We are the sons and daughters of God. Think about that for a minute. We were talking about it in prayer the other day, how the earth is groaning. Because the earth, the dirt that you live on, was thrown into curse. It was thrown into the curse. This earth was created in glory. And that's all it knew. Until Adam committed high treason and gave his authority over to the devil. When that happened, God had to shut it all down, and he had to, the curse had to come, and Jesus Christ came, and he broke that curse. Well, now we are supposed to become the manifested, the manifested sons and daughters of God. I am supposed to put my flesh down, and I'm supposed to allow my spirit to, to live, and when I do, I'm going to affect the very ground that I walk on. Come on. Hey, I want to affect the very ground I walk on. Because whenever my spirit man is allowed to live in the spirit of God, the way it was created to live, then glory is in my footsteps. Hey, that is pretty awesome right there. 
that is, that ain't in my notes, y'all. Glory in my footsteps. Because I'm allowing him to be manifested in me. I'm allowing him to live through me. I'm touching everything and everyone around me. And the dead has to live, not this. I won't be raising this dead no more. Come on, Jesus. You know, y'all remember when um, Jesus asked Peter, who do they say I am? And he said, well, who do you say I am? That's exactly what we're supposed to be doing, is looking at this. This is the mirror. This right here is the mirror. And I'm supposed to be saying, God, who do you say I am? And I look in this right here. James talks about if we are a doer of the word. If we are not a doer, if we're just a hearer only, then we're just like someone who looks in a mirror, sees his reflection, forgets how wretched he is, and goes on his own way, living life the way he wants to live it, crying because Jesus ain't doing nothing for me. But if we will pick up this word and we will be a doer of this word, things will change. Whenever I pick up the mirror of my soul, my reflection will be him. That's what we're after is the reflection to be him. That's why he said, from glory to glory, I change you into the image of me. I'm supposed to be an imager of God. I'm supposed to let this spirit man rise up and take over all of these emotions and feelings. I'm supposed to let the spirit of God, which lives inside of me now, take over everything, all anger, all bursts of emotion, all of it. I'm supposed to let him take over all of it and let the spirit come forth. Thank you, Jesus. He said, he said when, we, when we live by the Spirit of God, we become the sons of God. He gives us then, then he gives me and you power to become the sons of God. But I got to live according to him. I got to live according to what he says, not what I feels. I got to live according to what he says. So i got to pick up the Word of God. I've got to know the Word. I've got to become very familiar, very intimate with the Word of God. He says in the last days, you know, when you read Matthew 24, he says that if it were possible, the very elect would be deceived. Well, first of all, I believe we're not going to be here. Fingers is crossed. We ain't going to be here. But there's some that are going to be here. But if it were possible, see, it's not possible. It is not possible to deceive the very elect. Because the very elect keep their face before him. The very elect know the word inside out. The very elect have that intimate relationship. They have that epinosis of God. And that's where everything comes from. If I will just take some time off of my phone, if I will take some time away from the TV, if I will take some time away from other things and pick up the Word of God and start talking to Him, prayer's not no major mystical thing. We just talk to the Lord. He's right here. He lives in my belly. Some, some people, you know, I've heard and I have felt this, so I'm not making fun of it. I have felt that my prayers are hitting the ceiling. They right, he's right here. So if my prayers are hitting the ceiling, I have a knowledge problem. I have a knowledge problem. I'm not really intimate in the understanding of who he is. Amen. So, so we're going to be looking at identity. We're going to be looking at who the heck am I. 
And in that, we're going to be looking at who he is. Because that is my identity, is who he is. I am strong in him. The one who is greater than the world. And oh my goodness, do you not see how great the world is? How the devil got everybody confused. He's got everybody. I mean, he's running rampant. But the greater one than him lives inside of me. He lives inside of you. But I won't let him out. Amen. I just have excitement in my soul because we are in for it. (laughs) And it's an awesome thing. We get to live in the last days chosen for it yeah and we said yeah God send me I want to go out there and rip the devil's head off I hate him for what he did to you that's what we said come on God let me go I want to go and then we get here we go God (laughs) why did you do this to me God What did I ever do? That's what we do. We got a knowledge problem. We just need to know him. Because that's what what Peter said. He said, he's given me everything. And all of that comes to manifestation through knowing him. Knowing him. So that means I can know him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that is what's going to keep me in rough times. Because he also said, you're going to go through some stuff. You're going to have some trials and you're going to have some tribulations. It ain't no bed of roses. Well, yes, it is because roses got thorns. So we're going to go through some stuff. But knowing him is what keeps me through it. Them feelings don't. Even all the goosebumps in the glory is not going to keep me. But knowing him will. And so I pray right now, Father, in the name that is above every name. Father, I pray that you will show us how, God, to develop that close, personal, intimate relationship with you where we know you and you know us. I want you to know me, God. I want you to know the ins and outs of me, God. I want you to know all the ugly that's in me, God, and I want you to show it to me so that I can get rid of it, God, because I want to be the very image of your son. I want to be the image of you, God. I want my spirit man to take over my soul and my body. I thank you. Thank you, Father. I speak this over this body right now, God, that in the next few days, the next few weeks, when we don't know what's fixing to happen, we don't know what's fixing to take place, God, but if everything changes in the moment, God, that we will sit down, with the written word of God, and we will eat that scroll until we become everything that that written word says about us, God. I speak that over your people, and I thank you for bringing that to pass, God. Thank you that we will go out in a blaze of glory. I thank you for your remnant, God. Your remnant, you coming back for a remnant that does not have a spot or a blemish. (laughs) That means if we will get on our faces before him and learn who he is, all the spots and the blemishes and the wrinkles will go away. And we will be everything that he created us to be, doing everything that he created us to do. In Jesus' name. Thank you for it.
Amen. Amen. And I just pray, God be with you. God be with you. I pray that God would make his face to shine upon you this week. That, that the presence of God will be on each and every one of you in the next few days. And that God keep us, keep us until we come back together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.